You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Sean, here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Uh, quite frankly, the worst loss of the year for the Boston Red Sox, Christian. Good morning. How are you? Oh, good morning, Mike. That was a brutal way to lose a game. I I, sure I still don't understand why we're burning John Schreiber in the seventh inning, knowing full well that we don't have Tanner Houck. I don't, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, it makes no sense to me why Hyam Bloom, who apparently like has a brain and knows baseball, has told people around the team he knows he has to fix the bullpen. And then for two and a half months has said, ah, well, it'll figure itself out. Like, I, and you want to blame... People will blame Hauk. I know today that was a big topic conversation on WEI and your show about the vaccination status. You want to blame Cora for Schreiber in the seventh inning or going back to Danish start the night. That's fine. To me, the blame is squarely on high and and baseball ops, which is basically, you know, given Alex Cora um, a, a C plus C level bullpen and said, Hey, go try to compete in the best division in baseball. And I, I put that on him uh, back in April. They had a chance to put Garrett Whitlock in the bullpen shine that decided not to. And it's cost him at least six games. Yeah, Six games at least by not doing that. So 100%. I, I think that this under. is their, what, 14th blown save or something like that? Seventh walk-off loss uh, this season, I believe, is the stats uh, we had this morning. So uh, they, they need to figure figure something out here, whether it's acquiring a starter so that you can kick Whitlock back to the bullpen when he comes back from injury, uh, whether it's – and on top of that, whether it's adding Chris Sale to the bullpen instead of making him a starter, I don't – I don't really know exactly what the answer is, but something needs to be done. Pitching needs to be acquired one way or another, yep. and they need to figure out exactly uh, how to fix his bullpen because come the rest of July and into the playoffs, if your bullpen isn't better, you're going to lose a lot of baseball games. Oh, yeah. So here's the numbers, courtesy of Bear. Bear and I were texting today. So 14 blown saves, fifth most in baseball, uh, 47 meltdowns, third most in baseball, 41.2% hard hit rate, second highest rate in baseball out of the bullpen. They got barreled up 66 times as fifth most. Like they, they're a bottom five bullpen, and they knew that coming into the season, and they've done nothing to fix it. That's on Bloom. It's on Bloom. Absolutely. The only great uh, bullpen arm they have right now is Schreiber. He's been yep. awesome, but outside of that, all these he's guys not great. Been- by the way, he's play- he's pitching great, but no one thought yes. John Schreiber was the savior to start the year. No, absolutely not. But he's been great. To his credit, he's been awesome. Yes. Um, yes. And, and, but like Austin Davis, Hansel Robles. Uh, all these guys are uh, Tyler, Tyler Danish, Danish, Jeff Diekman. These guys are getting pumped left, right, and center. You need to do something about it as as the GM or the head of baseball ops of this team. Yeah, it's brutal, absolutely brutal. So uh, there's no sugarcoating it. Like I, I, I thought Monday you could say, well, at least Connor Seabold, 21 swings and misses, young pitcher. Last night, like if you have a representative bullpen, you win, you split. You're now. <laughs> You're two and seven against the Blue Jays. You're seven and awful. sixteen against the division. It's You're awful. seven and sixteen it's against the A's. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. I, it just 
the 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 lack of urgent sense of urgency, just nothing going on there. And I don't I don't know what Heimbloom's thinking. I know he doesn't want to spend a lot, but like at the same time, scared money don't make money, baby. Like you gotta you gotta spend some to make some here. You gotta do something. We gotta do more than whatever we're doing right now. Yeah, the Cubs, I guess, are kind of a break over the weekend, but then Yankees, Rays, Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays, Brewers, who are in first place, Astros. Like, it's just, it's a murderer's row. And yep. the analogy you'll hear tonight uh, on the Red Sox pregame show, this is sort of like, you know, you got the an issue. It's happened to me in my life in a bunch of ways, Shine, but I've had car issues that I've sort of ignored for weeks, months, whatever. And eventually the car, like, doesn't start. Yep, that's that's on me for not ever fixing it. The bull, yes, they knew Hyam Bloom. I will say this: uh, I know this for fact. Hyam Bloom said off the record to people around the team, "I know the bullpen's a work in progress. I know I have to do things to fix the bullpen." It is the end of June. He's done nothing. He Ryan O'Halloran and, and Sam Kennedy have said as much in the front office report to the Greg Hill show. Like yeah. they said, they know that that the bullpen is a priority and they're going to fix it one way or another as the season goes on. And yet they still have done nothing. It's not good. Uh, what no. was good was uh, Xander Bogarts had a double in the left field in the fifth inning last night. Good job that by you. Us, that put us over. Um, and what's good for you, Shine? This is nice. You lost your bet, but you lost it quickly. I lost it in the bottom of the first inning. <laughs> you know what? I was able to turn the game off, and I said, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm good. Uh, all right. So we have Red Sox and Blue Jays tonight. They're trying to avoid a three-game sweep. My uh, Wi-Fi is not great right now. But Red Sox are minus 145 on your run line, Shime, getting a run and a half. Yep. The over-under is eight and a half. Very good pitching matchup tonight, at least on paper. Pavetta and Manoa, although I don't think it's as great as people are making it out to be. I'll explain Ooh. in a second. Money line is Red Sox plus 140. They need a win. Manoa has been one of the best pitchers in baseball. I heard you say today you're leaning towards a Nick Pavetta strikeout prop. I heard that today on the Greg Hill Show. Yeah, I was uh, this morning when the price was like 125. Now it's one 145. Uh, so Ooh. it is just, it is super juiced right now for me. Um, I, I guess I don't, like I want to back Pavetta but I don't necessarily know how I want to approach it just because it's so juice. Like I want to, I want to play the strikeouts prop. I am going to play the strikeout props, my uh, the strikeouts prop myself, but I understand that it is immensely juiced. I understand minus 145 is not fun for a lot of people. Uh, I am going to lay the juice. I like that pick. I'm going to ride with it as my pick. I understand full well that there's a lot of juice there, but so play as you will, but I am going to make, that is going to be my play tonight. I'm going Nick Pavetta over four and a half at minus 145. All right, so Nick Pavetta over four and a half strikeouts plus minus 145. Yep. If that moved to, let's say you logged in at like six o'clock tonight, you drove to the great city of New Hampshire, got yourself some cold beer, some tax free shopping, uh, and you saw it was up to five and a half and it was like minus 105. Well, they, yeah, they, I'm in. So okay. I uh, I originally I went into the bet assuming it was actually going to be five and a half because that seems to have been Pavetta's number as of late. Back to back starts, I believe it was set at five and a half. Uh, and so originally when, when I had thought, I was like, all right, this is how I'm going to attack this game. I like Pavetta tonight. I understand Toronto Blue Jays don't strike out a ton, but to Seabold's credit, he did have a lot of swing and misses. I think there's opportunity here. Nick Pavetta has been awesome. I'm going to go with the strikeouts prop. Uh, even if it's five and a half, I like that number. So nope. I think if for me, best case scenario, that number does move before game time. So I'm, I, I'm going to wait on it. If it doesn't move, that's just... It is what it is. I'm going to play the over four and a half because that's what I'm confident in. But hopefully it does move to over five and a half at a better number for me. I, I don't hate it. Um, and if you're doing same game parlays, as, as Shime has pointed out, I, I don't around. have one built as of right now. 
we haven't been giving out a lot of same game parlays on here because it's so early in the morning. It's just, I, I don't, it's hard. I, it's, I wouldn't put those together, but I do like same game baseball parlays. And if you can move that strikeout total around in the same game parlay, like I think both guys have a really good shot at striking out a lot of batters tonight. Like I, I think yeah. Alex Mano is one of the best pitchers in the American league. It, it's a lean for me. It's not, I don't want to put on a card, but his strikeout prop of over five and a half at minus one ten. I mean, that's real good. That's that to me. That's that's really good. I'm gonna go with another batting prop tonight. And the Nick Pavetta, this is interesting. Shime. So Pavetta has been one of the Red Sox best pitchers, a borderline All Star. The Blue Jays, they absolutely smoke him. Um, hmm. They hit 259, but an OPS over 800. They have six career home runs against Nick Pavetta. Uh, one by Vladimir, uh, one uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Two by Kevin Biggio. Another one by Tapia, their outfielder, and then two more by Bobachet. And I, I can't take my eyes off this Bobachet prop for tonight. So lifetime shine. He's eight for nineteen against Pavetta. Two doubles, two home runs, seven RBIs, one walk, four twenty one average, and a one point three one eight OPS. Wow. His total base prop is one and a half and only minus one oh five. Yeah, that um, seems real nice. I'm taking Bobachet. I don't I don't do a lot of opponent props, but this just it leaps off the page and Based on the way that the Blue Jays saw Michael Walker last night, like I was with you, I thought Walker was going to pitch well, and he got he got screwed by a, a bad strike three call in the first inning, but mm-hmm. he got rocked. The Blue Jays' offense is awesome. And yeah, they're really good. If Pavetta's not locked in, he was okay against the Indians on Friday, but only had four strikeouts. I think they're going to make him pay. So I'm going to be on Bobachet minus 105 for over one and a half total bases. My card play. Uh, I don't hate Manoa and the strikeout total. Uh, I also, you know. I don't hate the Blue Jays tonight as a bet. There's some. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder if there's going to be a hangover effect um, from this, the Hauk stuff. Like Cora's going to be well, on. If you listen to this before 2 30, you'll hear Alex Cora on Merloni 4 a.m. at, at 2 30 today on WEEI. I would tune in because I know for a fact last year there was some friction between Cora and Bloom. And I got to believe right now, based on the roster and the bullpen, but Alex Cora has got to be annoyed by what he has to work with. Well, we played the post game audio a lot this morning, and it feels like Cora is frustrated a little bit. Like it he should be, like, wouldn't you be? Wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't you be absolutely. And he was asked about Danish staying in for a second inning, a guy who has zero on the saves. He's I'm the manager, and, and I'm the captain about, now. Asked about the vaccination status, he's like, no, no, it, 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 no. That's all he had to say was no, and so it's just. I, I understand why he's frustrated. His bullpen is garbage. It's it's hot trash, and and they, it needs to be better. They need to have better talent in there, and Bloom is not doing his damn job. Um, so I understand why Alex is upset because his team is putting runs on the board, and they can't finish a game because they don't have the bullpen arms. Yep, that's not a that's not on that's not on him. He, he's he's, he's no. a really good manager. Go back and watch what he did Friday, Saturday, Sunday with this bullpen against the the Guardians. He outmanaged Terry Francona, his Hall of yep. Fame manager. He was great in the race series last year. He's just, he's being handed JV talent for a varsity job. So I, I cannot wait to hear court today at two 30, which leads me to this. Um, I, I'm going to be working with you tomorrow morning. Six yes, 10. you are. Do, do we have a front office report tomorrow? That'd we be do. We have uh, a front office report with the one and only Sam Kennedy. Okay. Well, he says nothing. So this will be, <laughs> we'll try to get him to say, st- he yeah. doesn't, he's, no. he's good at his job. Yes, he's he, he, very good at his job. He, 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 he filibusters. He'd be very good uh, on our Senator house floor. The yes. state of Massachusetts. He he's, says a lot. He's a, lot a super nice guy. Anything. Yeah, exactly. He's a super nice guy. And he's very good at being able to say a lot without saying anything at all. Well, what's good for me is that I, I'm, I'm only there for one day so I can, I can get in trouble. I will ask the questions people 
don't feel like I, I I'm fine asking those tomorrow of Sam Kennedy. We Perfect. will uh, look forward to asking those of Sam tomorrow. Uh, wish it was high and bloom. Cause I have a lot of bullpen questions that Sam probably can't answer. Uh, but there's plenty of stuff that the president of baseball ops can answer uh, tomorrow for sure. Uh, meanwhile, 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 it's, it's a really weak PGA week. Uh, it's yep. the John Deere. Then it's the Scottish open. Then it's the British open. This is a weak, weak field. One of the best players in the field, uh, Daniel Berger already withdrew. And so some of the big, they're just, there are very few big names, if any. I'm not even sure who I consider a big name playing this week. I guess Webb Simpson is a big name. Uh, I'll give you an, I'll give, here, here's, here's how I sum it up. When DraftKings does their pricing, Satish Thagala is a $10,000 DraftKings salary this week. Yeah. He's one of the top two or three. So it's not a good field. Let's let's ask Ryan Hannibal. What does Hannibal post today at a bet MGM? Who does he like for for bets? Because I, I have not done a deep dive. This may be a very light PGA week for me. So this is Hannibal's three best bets. Uh, his number one is Nick Hardy, top ten finish. Uh, bet MGM has a three to one. If you're a DraftKings person, though, it is four and a half to one right now. So you're getting really good value there. Um, and then he also has two top twenty bets as his other two best bets. That would be Martin Laird at two to one and Nate Lashley at two and a half to one. Um, so the, you're going to get better numbers on DraftKings than on BetMGM. What Hannibal has Nate Lashley's uh, plus two seventy and Martin Laird's actually three to one to finish top twenty. Um, so those are Hannibal's favorite plays this weekend, which. I, 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 Hannibal's probably locked in with this, but it just feels like a very uninspired week of PGA golf. It is. No, 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 it is. I mean, if you look around the industry for DFS, you know, people are just, they just sort of mock this week because yeah, guys aren't playing in it. You know, it's like a rest the, week. The, there, there's actually more buzz about the, the, the Portland live event than there yeah. is about the John Deere right now, which sums up the John Deere. So for if sure. I, if I play anything, I will add it to the, uh, the, the, the BetQL Boston tweet for the show today, but as of right now, it'll be uh, some live betting potentially, or a really, 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 really light week. Like I, Lucas Glover is a guy that I like this week, which is sad. And you, <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned uh, Martin Laird. He destroyed me on Sunday by having a terrible, terrible round. He's in contention. and just absolutely uh, sharded. So I, I'm off <laughs> Martin Laird this week. I hope Ryan Hannibal hits his bets. I hope he's got good stuff for us in the British open, but this feels like a nice, 4th of July, hang with the family, not sweat golf type of weekend, at least from a big go. big standpoint for me. Yeah, I think that's about right. Watch some baseball, just uh, maybe bet on that a couple times this weekend. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm probably not going to be placing many, if any, golf bets at all. I do like uh, I do like the uh, Nick Hardy top 10 finish at 4.5 to 1, though, on DraftKings. So I'll probably go maybe play a little sprinkle on that, and that's about it. Uh, and then your your our guy Hank Lebiota, it's another guy who finished I think fourth here a year ago. He's he's played well here, so you can go back Ooh. to Hank after he buried us in the final round last week. <laughs> yeah, awful, awful. Was not good. Um, all right, what is good is this podcast. We're here every single day for you, Boston betting. We'll figure out what our schedule is for the holiday weekend. We just ask you uh, to do two things: subscribe if you're not subscribed yet. You got this thing every single day to your iTunes, Spotify, or Odyssey feed. We also ask you to follow us on Twitter, BetQL Boston, BetQL Boston. BetQL Boston. BetQL Boston, where we tweet out the show. We take your questions, suggestions. Um, maybe you're Dan the Mozzarella Man, who's looking to uh, hedge some bets. We help you out there, too. Absolutely. We're happy to help with anything. Any kind of questions, whether it's, you know, we, we're already started to dabble in some uh, football commentary here sure on have. the program. So feel free to send us any futures questions, any over uh, win total over-unders, anything like that. Please send them our way. We'll, we'd be happy to talk about them. 
Uh, Shime, excellent stuff by you. Any golf today? I heard you say on the Greg Hill Show today to get out and play nine or enjoy the weather. Are you going to be playing nine today? Yeah, it's a beautiful day. I think I might walk the dog and then go play a quick nine. Uh, I think that's going to be my day. It's just it's a perfect day to do it. It's going to be one of the cooler days uh, of the week. It's supposed to get very hot on Friday. I already have 18 holes lined up on Friday, though. So I'll, oh, be, baby. I'll be out there in the bacon heat. But uh, but yeah, I might go out play nine today and enjoy the enjoy the wonderful sunlight. Uh, huge game for the Red Sox tonight. We'll be breaking it down tomorrow, not only here, but on the Greg Hill Show on WEI. Shine, look forward to that, buddy. Have a great round of golf today. We'll talk tomorrow morning. Can't wait, Mud. I'll see you then.